Welcome to Evil Popcorn. We are here at Evil Corp. Shout out to Evil Corp. The haunted attraction horror maze that myself and Jekyll here uh, work at. And uh, thank you to them and thank you to you all. I'll get you to introduce yourself in a moment for joining me here uh, to talk about a very exciting film. But yes, for those who do not know me, yes, welcome to Evil Popcorn, official episode number one. My name is Mr. Popcorn, the colonel from down under. Let's get it popping. Hello, hello. I'm your resident scream queen here, representing those of us that still watch scary movies peeking through their fingers. <laughs> I'm Jackal. Um, I am very much like cinema popcorn butter and I'm a hazard to everyone's health here in the room. And uh, I'm the Baron. I'm the microwave popcorn of the podcasting world. I like it. I like it. <laughs> give, the, give the bag a shake after it's done. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yes, what we are doing for the, for the first official episode of Evil Popcorn, it is timely, it was written in the stars. Talk to Me has been released all around the globe and is making great waves, and it's Australian. So... <laughs> Of course we have to cover it for the first one. Bloody beauty, mate. <laughs> um, yes, now, great film, yeah. Uh, myself and Jekyll here to my right saw it last night. Uh, definitely want to see it again, but we'll go into what everyone thought. Just general impressions. Um, okay, Scream Queen. Scream Queen, go with just, that. <laughs> just general impressions without getting into it too much. What did you think? I... I really loved it. I feel like that's sort of, I feel like that's the general impression from all mm -hmm. of us. Um, I thought it was technically very, very good. Um, it was very hard hitting, it was very intense. Um, I had, a, I feel like I had a very visceral reaction to that movie. I, I was, I, I don't know if I could do a second watch is, is how I feel. Like I loved it. Wouldn't watch it again. It has been my general review okay. to, to everyone. Um, it was just like, I was, I think I, I, I only watched half the movie because I spent the other half like inside my, my jumper, oh, like leaning into the chair. And look, I'm very like, I think I, I used to be very desensitized, like watching horror like very consistently. And I feel like I've, I've had a little bit of a, a dry spell. And now I'm like back at okay. watching them again. I'm like, oh, these are, these are a lot. <laughs> These are very intense. I feel like that especially was very... It, it hits you right in the face in the first, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, Baron, what did you think, general impressions? Look, uh, I love a good horror film. Um, I've been told that uh, my, my taste in movies is uh, somewhat south of the belt. Uh, I've been told that I've got uh, fairly bad taste in movies, but uh, this really wasn't one of those sort of love it because you hate it bad movies. It's beautifully made. Love that it's Australian. Uh, for such a low budget film, you can see more than the money they spent on screen. Uh, I would happily purchase this on physical media. Uh, I would happily watch it on streaming again. very much agree with Screen Queen that it, it has a very different hit, it, it vibes very differently. Um, coming back to post-pandemic horror, uh, it, they have a, di a very different vibe. It's no mm -hmm. longer the jump scare that they rely on, especially with not mainstream, you know, the Insidious series that's just finishing now. It relies on that very base level vibe of terror, which was very lovely to see in a cinema 
it was very good. I think we can all agree it was yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, very technically good, like Spoonsman said. It did not feel like an Australian film, apart from a few shots of local for, foreign fauna. It was a very, it was a standout film that I can see winning him some awards. What about you, Mr. Popcorn? Yeah, uh, no, I genuinely liked it. Absolutely, I thought it was very, very good. Certainly for a first few film, this is debut, a this is yeah. a debu uh, debut feature. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't feel Australian. It felt Australian, but not like an Australian film mm, that we all yes. have cultural cringe over, <laughs> which I personally yeah. was really pleased about. Um, it wasn't what I was. It wasn't what I expected. I did expect a jump scare fest, mm -hmm. you know, because it oh, is. Yeah essentially about a cursed object. It's a movie dealing with uh, possession. And we've all seen a lot of them. Yeah, it's been done a lot. This is a very original, unique take, which we will go into. And I really appreciated the original, unique take. It dealt a lot with atmospherics and creepiness uh, to create the fear, the scare, the dread, even if you will, um, which I do personally prefer. I think it's more skilled and I think it's more engaging. And um, yeah, no, I wasn't expecting to have the heavy psychological vibe <laughs> after walking out of the cinema, yeah? Because yeah. we could barely speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I walked in one being like, that was something, wasn't it? Yeah, I definitely needed to decompress mm. <laughs> after I watched mm. it. Yeah. Mm. Sure. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, talk to me. It is uh, a 2022 Australian supernatural horror film it's done all the you know all the circuits now and all the festivals and it is directed by Danny and Michael Philippu Philippu yeah um, <laughs> sorry um, yeah I had never heard of them as the YouTube sensations at the Raka Raka I believe they're just commonly called Raka Raka have you guys watched their YouTube channel yes Uh, it, it, I've had a little bit of a look recently since I saw the film, just to, to have a look at some of the wrestling stuff. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I, it's now in my uh, algorithm, so it's. Uh, I went to put some music on, some YouTube music on at work today uh, while I was doing some data entry, and uh, it kept popping over to their channel. I was like, no, I need 80s tunes. I need 80s tunes, not your um, indie YouTube content. Yeah, yeah. Um but if you haven't checked them out, do check them out. Uh, yeah, they do. It's very horror, comedy, action. They like to beat each other up a lot and lot to, like to break lots of furniture. Um, Scott mentioned wrestling. Yes, they are biz fans. They're definitely wrestling fans. They've been making films and beating each other up since they're about nine years old in Adelaide. And um, and I watched two of them. One, one of them was Ronald McDonald um, slaughters a bunch of children. Yeah, I, I read about the Ronald McDonald yes. I saw content. The, I saw a stunt from one of the interviews that they just kind of included it in it. But they, they're intense. They, they yeah. dropped yeah. this Ronald McDonald from a very high height. Yeah. No, no, their stunts are for real. Their stunts are legit. Their gore's legit. Like in yes. this Ronald McDonald one, like he pulls out a kid's tongue and then starts eating it. Ooh. I was like, mm, okay. Oh, maybe we'll so, be careful who you show this. So, there's some good stuff there. Yeah. yeah, and the wrestling was great. It was a backyard hardcore wrestling death match, and there was barbed wire. They were body slamming each other into beds of nails. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. 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 Well, the uh, film's not surprising. It's not a big leap. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. How they pull off some of the stunts in this and the, the ferocity of the stunts. Yeah. yeah. So they, they know what they're doing in that sense. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, they very much have always liked horror films as well, and they decided to make the leap into making a feature film. And, um, yeah, and they did really, really well with it. Um, I watched this very moving little YouTube video where they went to Sundance, then being accepted into Sundance Film Festival, and them all freaking out and getting very happy, as anyone would, you know, any young aspiring filmmaker would. And, um, and it was especially moving, like, a whole, a whole bunch of film companies were at Sundance. They all loved the film. Um, there was a bidding war between all of these companies. Everyone on the A224 panel, they all said yes unanimously that they want it, and uh, they won the bidding war, yeah? yeah. And so yeah. you saw in this video them being accepted, uh, being um, a distribution deal with A24, yeah. which well, is berserk. I'd like to note that A24 is one of the few company distribution companies who have um, met the guidelines and demands yes. of SAG-AFTRA, yep. and so they are allowed to keep producing films throughout this writer's strike, so like, good for them, mm -hmm. love that. Mm -hmm. um, so that is why we were able to get that distributed uh, worldwide this July. Yeah, precisely, precisely, good with the strikes them. going on. Yes, we like A24. And if you don't know A24, Hereditary, mm, yes. Yeah. Midsummer. 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 Uh, Bo is Afraid. Uh, yeah, every Ari Aster. Every Ari Aster. <laughs> Everything, uh, everywhere, all at once. Every Eggers. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, I won't say elevated horror, because, um, you know, screw that term. It's demeaning. <laughs> um, uh, this, I don't know, psychological horror, slow burn horror, uh, basically is stuff that pushes the boundaries and expands the boundaries of where horror can go. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have seen it and we are going to cover it. Um, is there any other background information anyone has that they want to share? Well, do we want to go through some technical information? Uh, yeah, let's do that before we go into the plot, yeah? Uh, so I've got here the main cast. We have Sophie Wilde uh, as Mia, Alexandra Jensen as Jade, her best friend, mm -hmm. Joe Bird as Riley, the best friend's little brother, Miranda Otto uh, as Sue, the best friend's mother, who, a performance, great. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, amazing. I've heard people say, oh yeah, I've heard people say that they're going to go see the film just to see her, because they okay. love her. Really? Really, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Zoe Terekis as Haley and Chris Olosio as Joss, the owner of the home. Um, those last two, I'm very sorry if I got your names wrong. Um, the directors again, Danny and Michael Filippou. Written by Danny Filippou, Bill Hinsman, and it's based on a concept by Daly, Daly Pearson. Yes. I would like to throw in a trivia that Daly Pearson is a producer on Fluey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Dark side to them on Bluey, I love it. Um, it's not got 90%, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's uh, again a very like small budget compared mm -hmm. to other bigger horror films. Uh, 4.5 mil. Yeah, probably our The USA box office comes in as 10.4 mil. Okay, when was it released? Do we know? July 20 something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, so two, three, two, three weeks I ago. Think it's, it's second to Hereditary as A24's highest grossing yeah. film. Yeah. yeah. And that's only the US box office. I, so I, think, it's, I think it's only had a 19% drop in the three weeks. Mm. Um, this does have an R rating. Yes. Yeah, so don't, don't take the kids. <laughs> yeah, don't take the children. Yeah, this is an American R rating as well, yes. Yeah. I'd also like to preface that. The dog is fine. Yes. <laughs> you do see the dog in the trailer, it's fine. Yeah, the dog doesn't die. People were freaked out about that, weren't they, in the trailer? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You see a dog That's and you're like, oh. oh. As soon as the movie started, I was like, oh, I should have looked this up on doesthedogdie.com. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is uh, some horror with a kangaroo, but it's not a real kangaroo. Oh, excellent um, animatronics on the kangaroo too, oh, by the excellent. way. I yeah. thought it was real. No. Yeah, I yeah. see. Okay. Like, yeah. Good to know. The, 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 the later appearance of the kangaroo is an actual lake. Yeah. But the, uh, the initial shot, completely animatronic. Wow. Very, very good. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Amazing These work. These boys are a big fan of um, a werewolf in London and they base a lot of their oh, special effects on oh. that standard. So it's, it's not surprising that they pulled off some really great special effects. Actually, that explains so. that road scene with Absolutely. the kangaroo. Yes. Yeah. Good job, Daniel Michael. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You thought you thought we were pop gangster. They were actually sorry. They were actually crew hands on the Babadook. Like they were like worked like behind the scenes on a lot of mm-hmm. local movies and the Babadook, and so that's how they got. They like had a relationship with the company that produced. I can't remember the the name of the. Is that Causeway? Yes, Causeway. Yes. yes. So they already yeah. had that relationship because they had worked behind the scenes of the Bubba Dog, okay. which I thought was a, okay, a fun little fact. Australia, right? Yes. There's like three people in the yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the only Australian. Home and the Bubba Dog's great in my opinion I as well. It. So I shout out that. Causeway That's Films for making this happen. And some spectacular makeup effects from MEG. There'll be there will be a group to watch coming up as well. MEGs. Um, the sound design oh, was absolutely amazing. incredible Jeez, in this. Crisp, so like yeah. and like relentless in all the right yeah. ways. Yes. Yes. scenes where it does not let up at all. Which is it really uh, it assaulted you in a good way. I feel like. <laughs> um, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about those specific scenes later. Yeah, on. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. Um, if there's nothing else, should we just get into the plot? Yeah, and then if you have yeah, any, anything, has anything to bring up at any point, I don't know, shout out pop. <laughs> okay. All right, so. Uh, a young man, Cole, stumbles through a crowded house party. This is the very beginning, the cold open, as he attempts to locate his brother, Duckett, who has locked himself in a bedroom. Cole breaks, so yeah, so this is very much a standard teenage party. It's loud, it's raucous. Don't know that I'd call it a standard teenage party. Like, how many how many people here knows like four hundred teenagers? No, yeah, sure. okay. that is that is pretty standard in a small community. If you, I, I went to a few house parties in S. Oh, okay. Was, I'm sorry, like, that is standard. Okay. Yeah. There was a lot of people at that party. Absolutely. It was yeah. Because it's like the three surrounding high schools. The text goes out, especially with social media. Yeah. Days. Okay. They okay. all get out on Snapchat. They 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 rock up. They turn up. They had at the, the house party there was the pool, so you had like the bikini babes there as well. Everyone has their zone. You had the, <laughs> you had the frazzled host like in the kitchen, like chopping up like carrot sticks and stuff to like nibble plates and stuff at the beginning. It was like oh, this is not needed, babe. Everyone's fine. Um, no, that for like modern experience. Yeah, sorry, yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm old. <laughs> I, I am old. Oh my god. Yeah. That was a great just for a fact. Um, <laughs> no, nice. Modern modern house party standards. It was very realistic, very authentic. Okay. Very, okay. Especially this is Australian. Him on the phone being like, I can see the messages going through. You're definitely getting it, you bastard. Like, that was peak, peak. Yeah. Absolutely. Was this shot in Adelaide? Yes. Yes. It is shot in Adelaide. Okay, so we're at a party, a teenage party in Adelaide. Uh, Cole breaks down the door uh, because Duckett has locked himself in the bedroom and retrieves injured Duckett before taking him into the living room. Duckett doesn't look well at this stage. Scratches. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, pale, like, yeah. like 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 the corpse blue yeah. <laughs> very, <laughs> very nice bruising on the back, like that opening yeah. shot where the, the door breaks down and they, the camera pans in and there's all those really dark bruised scratches yes. on the back. It's really a yeah, absolutely. good opening for the vibe of the scene. And, w- and when his brother was breaking down the door, again, okay, yeah. there's some of that stunt work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, he takes Duckett into the living room where Duckett stabs his brother in the chest, um, which was shocking enough, yeah? Oh, my God. Which was shocking enough. But yes. then he goes outside to where the pool is, and we can see him through the glass screen doors, yeah? yeah? And then all of a s- sudden, I think he gets himself in the eye. Oh, he does. It's like that, bam, yes. boom, straight in the eye. Oh, that actor, yeah. amazing, does not flinch as it comes up to his yeah. face. Um, but it's all shot in a sort of backlit shadow as yep. well, which is a common theme throughout the film with the lighting. Yes, um, yes. It's a beautiful technique because you don't have to see their faces to, to know the terror that's going on. It's the reactions around. Everyone, yeah. notably, again, throughout the film, is filming everything on their cameras. Yeah, so that's that a theme throughout. Absolutely, because that is a modern theme yeah. with youth, is that they will get their phone out any chance they get um, to try and film something controversial. So, so that so was... Death one and death two in the cold open mm-hmm. before the credits. And I just I <laughs> yes. that talking about the sound design, like you you see Cole walk into the kitchen. You have his mother, I assume, slicing up the snacks. You hear her knife so crisp, yeah. mm-hmm. cutting up I don't know oranges. It just, it just goes, shh. and then it's like you're like, what is going to happen? You're like, oh, it's just like immediately like that sound of the knife. You're like, what is going? What is going to happen? The, the thunk of it sinking in. The yep. torso and the then yeah. the face, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. and great acting from all the um, the people at the party as well. Yeah, um, totally believe they see they just seen someone get stabbed yes. in the face. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, absolutely, because it's not that scream straight away. It's actually you can see their brains working yeah. trying to figure out what just yeah. happened, what they did. The pause, yeah. the process, and then the, just the complete terror and the scattering. Yep. And even even the brother like holding him, being like, "Put your phones away, like put your phones away." Everyone, I was just like, "Oh, like it just was like it was so intense, straight." I, like, and uh, when it happened in the cinema, I don't know if there was a similar reaction from the yeah. crowd you were in, but everyone was just like, ga- everyone gasped at the oh, same seriously? time. Yeah. yeah, like it was, yeah. like everyone is you just shh, and everyone was like, just. I, their reaction, everyone just pulled back. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, great opening, great opening. Yeah, really sets the tone for the rest of the Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a good sort of precursor to what like the law of the film is without being like, yeah. this is someone explaining what yeah. this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Not American. Whoops. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, 17-year-old Mia, uh, that's Sophie Wilde, Wild. yes, who is great, yeah. 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 is struggling with the second anniversary of her mother Rhea's suicide. Mia and Rhea, very cute. Um, also, the ca- house cat is called Mia. Mia. That's an aside. <laughs> Nothing good ever happens on the anniversary of a close family member's death. Yeah. With the, the conclusion of everything yeah. as well. Mm. So, Nicely circled. Yeah, yeah. I can see this becoming like a, a, a law in the town. That's yes. what I kept thinking is like, how is the town going to go on after all of this? Well, I've got something on that for oh. after, for near the end, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, um, 
um, yeah, uh, sorry, it was the second anniversary of her mother Ria's suicide and her distant relationship with her father Max. Mm-hmm. Mia, her best friend Jade, and Jade's little brother Riley sneak out to a house, pa- house party hosted by Haley and Joss, where the main attraction is the severed, embalmed hand of a powerful medium, which they use to conjure spirits by lighting a candle and saying the phrase, talk to me, before proceeding to say, I let you in for full possession and blowing out the candle once 90 seconds has passed. Mm -hmm. So that's the ritual, that's the cursed object, yes? So the cursed object, it's not even specifically a medium or a psychic hand. It's contested in the movie as well. Like At one point they say it's a Satanist hand and the other hand is out there wandering around still. So I love that there wasn't that strict law with the hand. And I, I feel like, I, again, reading interviews, I feel like that was very intentional mm-hmm. from them yes, because yes. The, every, everything, they, they want it to be very, like, in, be able to be interpreted however you like. And it's this sort of idea of this these whispers that are passed down from different people. Everyone's story has sort of shifted in the slight, like the slightest, as this hand has gone from person to person, they have this like very. Mm, that's good. Yeah, yeah, they have this very like dense. Chinese whispers. Yeah, that's that. what they. That's exactly what they yeah. said. They have this very like deep mythology of like who has owned this hand mm-hmm. and like what stories did they tell about it and like how has that shifted like as it's just sort of like filtered mm. down. And even the, the different writing on the hand denotes the well, different yes. owners. There was yes. some Farsi like Indo yep. version script on it. There was English words. The backpack that it comes in. I yeah. don't think it was like their backpack. No. It was handed to them in the backpack. It's, yes. it's got writing and stuff all over it. It's got like drawn skulls all over it. It's very much a law built on its own, yes. passing through people. So do you think that's where the rules come from, from reading the hand and reading yeah. the bag? Yeah, and I think they were even saying like no, n- none of the rules are like set in stone. Yeah. Like it's just what they have like heard. Yeah, so this you is an uh, example of demonic trial and Yes, exactly. That like they're like this is this is what we've this is what we've been told. Like I'm sure that's I'm sure that's accurate. I'm sure that's fine. I mean, it's not like it's not like it's Gremlins where you get given three hard and yes. fast rules at the start of the film. <laughs> and speaking of the hard and fast rules, just for those listening, watching with the 90 seconds, they have they have to light a candle. Um, yeah, but, but, but to basically it's like a circle of salt. Yeah, you do that before a ritual to keep the demon in. Open yes, to oh. open the door. Yeah, and then do the circle of salt, which I feel like maybe would have helped. Maybe, um, they, and then they once the hands taken away, they quickly blow out the light. Yeah, and then yeah. the ninety Close seconds the is the amount of time that they can handle the demon, keep it inside um, before it goes into others. Yeah. Or other, it'll, it'll take Oh, it will take hold of them as well, yes, yes, it will take hold, yeah, 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 yeah. I have theories about that, but I think you wanted to say Yeah, please. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Yeah, so what do we think about, though, like, um, yeah, everyone is filming this, yeah, at the party, everyone having turns being possessed, um, and they seem to, uh, like, it reminded me of, like, nitrous oxide doing, yes, like, ni- NOS balloons, yeah? <laughs> like, um, everyone was filming and everyone was into it. It was like getting high on possession, yeah? yeah. The, the short film that uh, it's a friend of theirs that they've based this off, that film was, like, possession as a means of getting high. Yeah. That's sort of, like, the underlying premise. Very much an allegory of addiction and drug use. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I also found at the start as well, when everyone was filming and everyone was jumping up, it reminded me of a TikTok challenge. 
as well. It doesn't yeah. matter how crazy, how dangerous it is, as long as someone is filming and it's going to go on the platform and we're going to get hearts or likes or whatever, yeah. everyone was keen to do it. Is that fair to say? People come to the party just to like, yeah. do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was sort of the That was the intention. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think because Mia's in a morbid mood, that's why she attracts the spirit that she does? Very, very possibly. It's certainly, um, it's certainly why she wanted to try it out, you know. I mean, as you said, anniversary of uh, mother's death. Mm-hmm. Like, um, she's, she's got a little history of drug use, substance yeah. abuse yeah. that's hinted at. We don't expect her to stay sober for this. And yeah, she yeah. used to date Daniel as well. That's right. She has a connection to Daniel, one of the other guys at the party. The other thing is, is that after she, her session is done, she goes, I think it's 93, 91 to 93 seconds, I'm not too sure. 93. Nine, she, no, she goes she, over. She does, she does yeah. go over. Yeah. Um, Hayley, um, played by Zoe, says, oh, this is the best one we've ever had. And I feel like that plays into it because she has had that very close brush to death that maybe the other kids, the other yep. youth in the room have not. Yep. Um, and like the door opens. The door opens, the door slams. There's a lot more physicality to her possession that you see in the other clips. Um, but I feel like plays into that. Yep, it's the anniversary. She's had that close brush, brush with death, and she's able to let that in more willingly than maybe another child, another youth. Possibly. Yeah. Because again, they don't say. Well, no. It's just theory. It's, yeah. And I, I can like come up theory. with so many theories yeah, about this movie. Theory. Going into the performance of the kids as well, I really like the fact that they were all very distinct from one another. Um, like, I know they lampshaded it a bit for a story thing down the track, but having Daniel be a Christian, in inverted commas, or a little bit repressed, yes. was really nice. But from a producer's standpoint, having the main character, the romantic boy in the film, be a Christian and repressed and not into having sex, it really stops them from having to do the sexy times bit in the film. Oh, yeah. Well, look, they cover that in other areas, I'm sure. Yeah. As we're going to get into. Um, from the wardrobing <laughs> perspective as well, yeah. um, Mia wears this yellow, bright, oh, um, yeah. massive yellow, a few different, in a few different scenes, um, which is a very striking colour against not only her skin tone, but her black underneath. Um, Daniel often wears bright red. Yep. And uh, her friend Jade often wears very muted pastel yeah. colours. So what you want to draw from that, I don't know. But it's a very, it's, it's an obvious choice that they've made with wardrobe. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to touch on what you said with uh, Mia and why she's more open, receptive to possession. Uh, the whole thing is a metaphor for letting grief go because this is a grief-based horror, yes? Um, it's just what we've got at the moment. Yeah, an <laughs> A24, of course, hereditary, probably the epitome of grief-based horror. Um, and this certainly is grief-based horror. And the whole metaphor, I think, of holding the hand, yeah, yeah. Uh, but not being able to let go, not being able, to, not wanting to let go, and not wanting to let the, you know the death of her mother go, the spirit of her mother go. Yeah. I Having think that's the central, you know, Having metaphor. Having to physically take the hand yes. from her in that first scene. Yes. Meeting, yeah. Yeah. Very. Um, yeah. Very yeah. much of that. And I think that's why. I mean, for theories aside, that's why they've given that to Mia, the main character. Yeah, and use the hand as that central metaphor. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Um, we're up to so that that brings us nicely to the end of the first act. I, I think so. Jade's little brother sits in on the session. He doesn't Riley. participate whatsoever. He does get spooked in that he's singled out at one point. You know, the, hey, nights, me, kind of scene. Mm-hmm. Um, he's scared, and later that night, he does crawl into bed with Mia as a kind of comfort. 
um, bigger sister role. Yep. Um, and she, she, she does open up a little bit to him about like, it felt amazing. Mm. Yes. It yes. was it, it opening up that addictive feeling of, yeah, of release and relaxation. relaxation. I think she says, she's like, it's like being in the passenger seat. Like you're watching everything you see, but it's like you're in the passenger seat. And she's talking about how amazing that is to not have to be like in the front seat, like of her own brain. And that mm. scene, like, although like you're like, oh, they're connecting, she's sharing, that's awesome. They're so, they have such a sweet relationship. It's also like, that is terrifying. Yes, that is a huge indicator it, of trauma. And so yes. Dealing with the grief yeah. And then you're like, oh, she wants to do this again. Oh, yeah. She mm. wants to feel that again. She, did she say something like, um, feel like it's yeah she's like yeah something along those lines like an aura or something yeah oh, oh by the way spoilers so that's the first night second night mia aesthetic over the feeling the hand brought her yes it's very much like getting high you're yes. 100 yeah. percent correct along with Haley, Joss and Jade's boyfriend Daniel all gather at Jade's house the next night where Riley volunteers to play the game. Yes, uh, only p to be possessed by Rhea's spirit who attempts to reconcile with Mia. The time li limit has exceeded. Yes, as we've gone over to 93 seconds. Well, yes, ah, but this is where the first bit of real kind of horror brutality yeah, comes into play because uh, Riley wants to play, yeah? Um, and, um, you know, they say, oh, you're just a kid and all of that sort he's of 15. thing. He's 15. Oh, they, 15. Said, they said you're not even 15. Well, there you go, you're not even yeah. 15. He's a 14-year-old yeah. child. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, of course, he sees all the big kids playing, so he wants to join in And then too. he's heard Mia say, oh, it's so, you feel amazing. And it's also that, that peer pressure is set up beforehand with that scene in the, in the skate oh, park with his friends and the cigarettes, that big, like, he doesn't oh, look yeah. as much of a bully as I was thinking he was going to. yeah. But there is that peer pressure that Riley is going through something and that he's very easily swayed at that point in and time. And his friend, his friend goes like, oh, like, there's sort of an, a moment there at the party where his friend's like, oh, I'll do it. And then they're like, oh, are you scared? And he sort of like gives him the sort of yeah. comment. Well, insult that they throw around, uh, especially the bully friend, sorry, I don't know his character name, uh, keeps calling Riley a fetus. Yes, I've heard that said um, out in the wild of children calling each other fetuses. Um, it's very much the modern, like, oh, you're a wuss, you're a baby. But it's yeah. Like, yeah. Something it's about the, the pronunciation <laughs> and the viciousness of fetus really, like, I don't know, it cuts. It kind of rang to me like a nickname that maybe he'd had for a while. Like, like he, he gave me, the, the, the character gave me the feeling that he was always hanging out with his siblings and their older friends. Yeah. So he was the fetus. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was a nickname that wasn't really well um, uh, telegraphed. No, yeah, <laughs> true. Especially if it's your friend calling you fetus all the time because you won't smoke a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so the time that is, is exceeded and Riley's body is open taken by the spirits, yeah? Um, and this scene, yeah, okay, this, this was incredible. Um, he's... The chair moves, mm -hmm. on accord, up against table. Uh, he breaks through the window, he smashes into that's the window. That's right, he smashes and the window. Yeah, swivels yeah. around to the... Some of this stuff's working. Yeah. 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 To the swivels chest around of to the sideboard or a yes. chest of drawers. I think it might have even been like a drinks cabinet. Yeah. I'm not too sure. Or an armoire. An armoire. Or a cupboard. Yeah. It was a very dark <laughs> mahogany, which gives you the... It lets you know that it's a, it's a 
it's something hard yeah. and sturdy. Yeah, that sounds okay. Oh, it sounded, yeah, it sounded like it was uh, <laughs> in, in, in something hard, yeah. <laughs> Teak or oak or yeah. something, yeah. Again, the sound play into effect here where it did not let up this entire no. sequence and it was brutal. It was to watch. hard to watch. Brutal to I, listen to. Yeah, I don't, ex- I don't know exactly where that chair went because honestly at that stage, that's when I had... I had, I could hear it. So yeah. did you see it smashing? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I saw, and I like, I was watching parts because obviously I was like, this is so good. I don't want to miss this, like all of these like amazing effects that are happening. But I was. It, okay. So did you catch him gouging his eyes out? Yes, I did see. I did see him pick that. Yeah. Yeah. Near at that point, tries to grab his hand as he's trying to the. Very much, he opens he, he up. He almost his gets eye the eye and out. Just goes straight in. It's visceral. <laughs> As a, as a performer, as someone that's done stunt work and as a prop builder, uh, I kept trying to see the, the seams and I kept trying to see the edges and tried to work out yeah. were that, were they, was he pulling his punch, was, yeah. it a foam ta- was it a foam cabinet? I couldn't see it. Like, Absolutely. it was amazing. Absolutely. That initial shot that he... Oh, the first, first one? one and oh. goes back and the blood just starts to trickle oh, down yeah. his face. Oh, my God. My God. Beautiful yeah. cinema. Yeah, no, these, the, the Rucker Ruckers... Uh, they are very good at practical effects. They are obsessed with practical effects. They demand practical effects, which is what they use in this movie. A little bit of CGI integration yeah. um, that was used for possession scenes, yeah. moving the, ma- the face around. But saying that, it was integrated because the actors put their uh, all in going physically into yeah. those possession yeah, they, moments. Yeah. yeah, they were talking about how sort of like invested yeah. and yes. committed Absolutely. the cast was. Even especially Riley, the young boy. His name's yeah. Joe Bird, I think, yeah. the actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's really good. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Um, yeah, so the practical effects are there, and as we know with practical effects, I'm sure you guys would agree, it's more horrifying because it seems more, it's more body horror, it's more organic. Oh, that could happen to our body. <laughs> there, there are certain ways that silicon imitates flesh when it's moved around, it's touched, it's stretched, that you just can't get with CGI. And yep. the Danny and Michael, they, de- they definitely believe that CGI should be used to enhance effects. Like you said, yeah. with the possession, with like doing those, the, the coloration of the skin even, yeah. um, but it's... It, very much practical. The only the only effect in the film that took me slightly out of it was one of the possessions. I think it was Mia's first possession. I could really clearly see the edges of the scleral shields they popped in for when her eyes went black. But other than that, that was the only effect that took me out of the film. Okay, okay, and you know, you know what you're looking. For. Yeah, oh, I know exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. Did That's you also did you notice as the, as the as the possession goes on, the sclera gets bigger? So yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The the contacts to yeah. get that bigger and bigger effect as well. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. Little tiny details like that it's throughout like the that. film yeah. really makes it that cohesive, terrifying environment. It's so deliberate. Like, that's like, this movie is like everything. They've thought, they've thought about everything, but they don't need to like throw everything in there that they've thought about because it's all just there for it, like itself. Like, it, it's ugh, so good. And they're not talking about it in interviews, they're no. not talking about it for every no, single little detail. They, no. they want no. it to speak for itself, and honestly, it does a great job. Yeah. 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 They mention the hand, and it's about possession, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. They're like, it's up for interpretation. It's up for interpretation. Yeah. Miranda Otto. They mentioned Miranda Otto. Yes. Look who's sitting next to me. Yeah, yeah. To- totally believed that she was a grumpy parent. She was so... The part... The interrogation was like, are you going... Is there a party tonight? But then she goes to Riley, and she's like, what time's the party tonight? It's okay. No, no, Jay told me. It's okay. You're going to say. What time's the party? And then she's... The kids were good. Yeah. <laughs> and she says that. She's like, oh, you're good. And then she walks off thinking that there's nothing you can do about yeah. it. 
Yeah. yeah. Sorry, um, we just hope that they can be safe. Now, Miranda Otto was amazing. I've, I've loved her since I was in New Zealand, since I wasn't even in this country, and well before Lord of the Rings as well. Yeah. Um, she's always, there's a couple, of, there's one called The Well, and the other one is called The, the, the Others Something. They're, they're two independent horror films that Miranda Otto was in that she did when she was younger, when she was just starting off. And they're very spooky, quiet, psychological numbers. I'll bring the titles back to the podcast. So I've loved her since then. And um, the, the moment that I really liked in this film for her is when uh, Mia comes along to visit Riley in the oh, hospital. Oh, yeah. And she says, no, you're not coming anywhere near my son. He's like, bad. Yeah, he's real. Is he bad? Yeah, he's yeah, real yeah. fucking bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and the, the obvious, like, jumping point, like, what did you give him? Yes. Yeah, what yeah, did yeah. you give him? You drugged and him. if you come back, I am calling the police. Yeah. That was a real mother there. That was, oh, she yes. was Australian without being cliched, and she was yes. also a real mother. That's, that's why this, that's, again, why this film was so sort of gruelling, I guess, to watch for me. It was like everything felt so, like the stakes felt so realistic. The acting was so like natural and it just like the relationships felt so real that like when things went downhill, yeah. it felt very real and like very like, oh God, this is awful. But they never, they never took it to a point where you couldn't go higher. You couldn't. You, get, exactly. you didn't get stunted by. Well, where are they going to go from here? They always left it just a tiny bit short, so yeah. that they could build on it later. And no cheesy jump scares either. That's. It would have been cheap. Yeah. yeah. It would have been too cheap for this concept. Um, and you also see like how it's just changing the lives of everyone involved in this. Yeah. As soon as Riley's head hits that, as soon as he goes over, I was like shit like yeah, that's i was like that's fucked everyone like all of these relationships have just imploded in this one moment and everything is yes. like i would also like to point out that in um mia's original scene where she is possessed for the first time one of her lines says he's going to split you open yeah he's going to split you and so obviously this scene if you catch it makes sense because whatever is possessing riley is wanting to split him open very viscerally, yeah. very physically. Yeah. It was not meant as like a spiritual threat. It was very much so. Yes, yes, because we can talk about this because that's basically where he is at the moment in hospital with his busted up face. Uh, spiritually, he's in purgatory. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And purgatory in this film. It's not like a nice little waiting room, you know, mm -hmm. lovely little music playing, <laughs> having, a, like, having a seltzer. They, no. they try to phrase it with like, oh, these spirits are just in purgatory, you know, they're just out there wandering and we're just contacting them. It's like, no, this is, they are being torn bit by bit in that purgatory yeah. realm. Yes. Now, we did skip something. Oh. Did we? What did we skip? We skipped the dog. Oh, did I? did. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. um, no, it's all good. So, um, before we get to Riley smashing his face open on various pieces of furniture. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's kind of a montage of possession fun is what I've yes. written here. It, is, it really is. Like, it's like, this, this movie's so weird because it's like the worst, like most horrific things. And then they just have these sort of moments of levity where you're just yeah. like, which is why it's so good. It was light. Yes, it was it light. back to that, um, that, that original like uh, short story, short film that they made where it was fun. It was funny. Yeah. You know, you have these awkward moments, especially with Daniel, where it just is fucking cringe to watch. So he gets possessed. Yes. And I think in my, my theory is because he's repressed, he gets a horny spirit. Oh, yeah. So he's, he's lying on the ground. He's simulating sexual ecstasy. 
and then the dog. Uh, what, what was the dog's real name again? Cupcake. 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 Uh, shout out to Cupcake, by the way. Cupcake comes over and they start French French bulldog kissing. Yes. Oh, oh, it's a, she's a French bulldog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, which it's is gorgeous. probably. Oh, lovely. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so we see we see that happening, which is yep. one of the confronting scenes in the in yeah, the movie. And again, special effects that Paul that Daniel pulls away with all over his face. Yeah. It is, and that I I had to look it up because I was like, I know that's not a real dog. I know they can't do that, but God, it looked like a real dog. Um, it was a puppeteered dog head, yeah. which they like CG. That's again, that's one moment where they use CGI of a dog licking a plate. They sort of integrated those two things. Fun fact about that scene. Most of the cast and a lot of the main crew, so both the brothers, uh, the director of photography, uh, the producer of the movie, they all performed that scene in front of a camera. Like they all sort of did that scene in front of one another. And so so when it came to shooting that scene for yeah. the actor, it was just like... The, like the, the embarrassment and the sort of humiliation. It was just a Tuesday. Yeah. And a lot of the possessions they did do like different people's possessions and then that's sort of like a catalogue of the actors to look back through to be like, oh, this person did that yeah. and that would be... And I just thought it that was worked. so... That was good. Being on that set, I think, would have been so fun. Yeah. Uh, then we got Mia gets possessed by the spirit of her mother, but is it really her mother? Mm. Well, that's a big question. Overall. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've put down here, great makeup, beautifully shot, self-violence scene. Riley tries to pull out his own eye. Whew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, what I really liked about this as well in terms of cinematography in concert with uh, the sound uh, is there was a lot of being shot half in shadow uh, for, those, for, the, for those from the other side, if you will, the mother in particular. Um, and so it was like a bleeding in between our, our reality and yeah. the other side. Yes, well. and then the sound, like there was the screams from Purgatory, and when the mother, I think, I'm not sure if it carried on later on in the film, but there was like dripping water sounds yeah. when she was speaking and she yeah, was there. Yeah. 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 Which fuels my theory that it's not the mother. There was very much a... I don't oh, think it's the mother. Oh. <laughs> it was very much like a, you know those um, slime ASMR where it makes that rolling squelching noise as then sort of like that scene where they're cuddling up in bed. Yeah. Um, there was that that yeah. rolls through the scene. There's other dripping noises that come from her mother throughout the movie that indicates that if she had... Can I go, can I talk about the mother suicide? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's an on it's goes it goes from the start to the finish. Yeah. That that's yeah. So the, the the whole thing is that the mother accidentally committed suicide by taking too many sleeping pills. If that's you what had Mia that's, that's what Mia thinks. Um, yeah. If you had taken sleeping pills, the wet noise does not make sense. No. If me. you cut if you cut your wrists in a bath. If you drown? Yeah. If you if you walk into the water. Um, but the, yeah, that was the first indication that maybe this is not the spirit that we think it is. Yes, that's so true. Because um, the sound, again, talking about the sound design, I think it was intentional, like each different possession, each different spirit, the, the sound design in the background echoed how, the, the, how they died. Yeah. So they were like little like Easter eggs, I guess. Different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're all they, different. They were all different, yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And the sound from Purgatory, how that bled out into reality once it stopped as yeah. well. That was very yeah. unnerving. Once, once she had glimpsed that from yes. the, the, the switcheroo that the little girl in the hospital room did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah, no yeah, going yeah, yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. She, she had continued to hear those hell screams. Yes, the yes. It, very well it put. Was very, very well I think put. that's a great thing. Mm. Yeah. And won't spoil what Purgatory looks like, but no. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> I will not be visiting. No. Zero out of ten would not recommend. Okay, so we've got the possession. We've got Riley at the hospital. Mia's visited Riley. Sue's told her to piss off. Yep. Yes. Yep. And so, seeking comfort from Daniel, Mia ex, and... The ex. Sorry, yeah. ex, And Daniel. her best friend's boyfriend. Best ex. friend's boyfriend, yeah. yes. Um, Mia invites him to sleep over because she's lonely. So, now we're seeing... <laughs> so, what we're seeing here is a repeat of the scene where Riley has crawled into bed with Mia. So, it's... You're expecting the yeah, same scene. that's true. Mm -hmm. yes. It's also, uh, I found it a really telling scene about how people deal with grief and that they don't want to be alone. And you do selfish things when you are in that yeah. much pain. Oh, yeah. Because you don't want to be alone and yes. you will ruin other people's lives around you if you can just give some kind of reprieve. Like you were saying, not being in the driver's seat. Yeah. To be fair, they did sleep head to tail. Yeah. But there is that scene where she's trying to close out to him. She's putting her arm against his leg. Getting as oh, close yeah, to him yeah. as yeah. And it's like, Snuggle I don't, I don't even see no, that. Right. I don't even see that as necessarily like <laughs> she's trying to instigate. So I think it's just like she genuinely needs that closeness. Like, yeah. and, and then again, she's having these visions yeah. of like, like she's, um, you know, she's been pulled in by these spirits like that are sort of stuck with her. So like, I, like obviously her motivations are not completely like pure. But like it's it's still like you can feel for her. You're like, oh god, like this is such a complex situation. Absolutely. Yeah. And that possession where he turns to her and say, uh, to the best friend Jade and says, he, "You disgust him. He doesn't want you to touch him. Yeah. He feels sick by you." And he turns yeah. to Mia and and starts making those awful moaning, licking noises. Yeah. And yeah. Like I I was like, is he looking at Mia? Like yeah. is the demon looking? That's what it felt like. Yeah. yeah. But then is that the spirits fucking with them, trying to cause that rift, trying to isolate Mia even further from her best friend, or is that actually what Daniel felt? Because Daniel says like they can get into your mind, they can they can sift through your th thoughts. Is kind of a line that he has. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, what is, <laughs> and like how many spirits are there? Is it is there one consistent spirit that is like trying to fuck with them? Yeah. These demons are really nasty then. Because yeah. the thing is, this person suffering trauma, going through grief. Um, and just because they make wrong decisions doesn't make them a bad person. But if these nasties um, <laughs> basically can go deep into your subconscious, and we've all got these thoughts somewhere, we just don't act on them. Yeah. yeah? Um, but if they can basically manipulate you to act on them, yeah, these, yeah. these, they, this is beyond. I mean, what, what, what else do they have? You yeah. Know, if not to, to fuck with the living. Yeah, exactly. On IMDb, they're listed as predatory spirit. Mm. Which would be a cool credit to have. <laughs> that is a cool credit to have. You see, um, and I do have to bring up, I mean, when I was watching this film last night, I was thinking of the new Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rises. Um, some, some of the colouring, um, the colourisation, uh, filter, filter use, that sort of thing, is kind, is kind of reminiscent of it. Um, but there's also this relationship with the fact there's a family drama and uh, um, how that 
family drama plays out in, with a relationship and interaction with predatory spirits, yeah, like deadites. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, an evil dead, and um, and they, they, these these freak me out even more. These predatory spirits in this movie, because the deadites are just going to come to you and rip you to pieces before you know what's happening. They well, and you're dead. You're not even and you're dead. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, they like they want to like torture oh, yeah. these kids like they have no other like that is all they want like that i'm so sure that that is all that they want to do one of my theories is is that a sacrifice is made each time the hand picks a group or the hand is handed to a group a sacrifice must be made to the hand because no one is letting go of the hand voluntarily yeah right? it's all it comes to a conclusion of their cycle or their journey with the hand and then it's passed on to a new possible sacrifice like jumanji yeah, it's exactly like Yeah, no, it's very yeah, very much so actually. Yeah, yeah. Um the other thing is if we're going by classic rules is that spirits cannot harm or, yeah. or move or, or or possess actually. So if we're if we're going by that logic, which I don't I, I honestly don't think we should, but if the predatory spirits is a really good label for them. Yeah. They're not that's just a, like that's really good because it's beyond spirits but it's not because i wouldn't call them demons because oh, they're not no. working no. for pe for a higher power with a shared goal no they just seem yeah, to be in the nearby true. area and they get drawn to the hand they, they yeah, definitely yeah. have this like similar traits yeah. to a demon in like they're like depraved yeah, yeah, and like yeah, disgusting yeah, yeah. Yeah. that yeah. sort of yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. they don't quite you know take it the amount of cross and hell but like no. it gets pretty oh, it's close, close. Oh, it's in, it's it's towing the line for sure. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> it's the toe sucking. Mm. Um, okay, Mia invites him to sleepover, but she. Uh, I want to say she assaults him after being possessed by a spirit. Oh, no, that's a bit going too far. Wikipedia there. Um, well, it's I, not, I guess it's, uh, he doesn't want it to be. It's non-consensual for sure. Not consensual, but she. The the scene is shot in such a way that you think that there's a spirit there because of the whole I'm not in the driving seat. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, a similar thing happens with the dad in a minute where there's stuff that happens that seems to be really coincidentally timed with the real world. Yes, I think that's where, yeah, this, this part is sort of where you start to go, like, what is real? What is not real? Yeah. What, like, have, has things that we've seen not been, like, the truth of, like, what she is experiencing? Yeah. How, how reliable of a narrator is me? Exactly. And you learn not very reliable. <laughs> not no. Very reliable. Um, but she doesn't need to be. Like, that's not her purpose in this film. No. Either. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was, in this uh, scene here with Mia and Daniel in the bed, and she's trying to little snuggle, little. no twitch, or idle sleep. Um, I am joking, by the way. I make light of that. Um, but what wasn't light was this weird demon creature that came into the room at yeah. this point of time, yes? Um, I mean, not attractive male, but intentionally so. Oh, you made, I, thought I thought it was a male. Woman. I, I thought it was a. Oh, did I say that as an older woman? Oh. Yeah, a middle-aged woman. My she apologies. She was sort of like a night, like a next yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I would go as far as saying probably sixty. Yeah. Okay. 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 I mean, that's by the by. That doesn't matter either oh, yeah. way. It, but it's, um, not, it's, it's very interesting though that you read that as male. Yeah. I did. The predatory yeah. sense of male. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah totally. I, I did. I. I. I'm, now thinking back, I'm like, oh, that is the same spirit that we sort of see 
towards the end of the yeah, film. Yeah, more than once. But so that, I thought yeah, that was yeah. a, like a grandpa type, but it, it probably is the same same spirit that do, she's seeing. Do we, I mean, she's do we know what the spirit is? Do we, do we have any impressions at this stage? Or is it just another one? I think it's just another one. We, we another know one? that yeah. someone singled Riley out. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also, this is the first time that we see something happening without the hand being involved. Yes. This is the true. first yes. instance that Mia it's leaking. has that interaction with um, a spirit or a purgatory spirit outside of that ritual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yes, scary. because after, because uh, we see this spirit predatory spirits sucking the toes of Daniel but then there's violently a, yeah violently perspective. yes yes. From, yes thank you and then from Daniel's perspective yeah. actually that but no no, no it's a wake up and then Daniel sees Mia yeah. Daniel doesn't see the spirit no no, yeah, no yeah, yeah, we, yeah, see, yeah. we see what's happening which is um, interesting as well when Daniel is possessed we don't see him and the spirit that he sees we do say switch perspective in what we are seeing and what they are seeing yeah. quite a yeah. bit okay. leading up to this point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah Mia's sucking on the toes Daniel's Thanks. like Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like uh, a Gen Z joke, right? Because like foot fetishes and and online mm -hmm. and weird kinky mm. stuff is very much a joke to yeah. young kids, right? Yeah. Like, you, know, you like feed. It was very much. Yeah. I almost felt like maybe it was a joke that was put out there. I'm like, no, no, let's let's put that in because that's sick. Well, but it is unsettling. Like it's cur like sh like that spirit is going for it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. There is, you're correct, no It's because it's not no sexual, fear. it's just, an, it's invasive. There's like this looking up and then Mia's like, mm. don't do that, like don't, don't, what are you doing, stop that. And there's, the spirit is sort of looking at her like, I'm gonna, like, I'm, I'm, gonna, do I'm gonna do it. Like what sort of eyeing her off, like egging her on almost. Yeah. It's like... That particular spirit was played by an actress by the name of Kerry Reed, and in the credits is known as Hungry Woman. Oh yeah. You know what? Great job, Perry. Yeah. Absolutely. I could be wrong. Based on credit credit history, so yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Toe sucking, uh, invasive. Yes. Okay. Well, just as you were saying, they may have thrown it in there, but with the whole Gen Z thing, there was a case very recently that was going around all the podcasts um, where a guy snuck into someone's motel room who worked there, and they woke up and found. I think it was he found him from memory serves, sucking on his toes in the middle of the night. The, woke the up hotel one of, worker? The hotel worker was sucking on one the of the, the guests' oh, yeah. toes in the middle That's of the night. <laughs> like, obviously not great, but not the worst thing that could have been happening. It's not the worst thing in the world, <laughs> but you know. It's, just, it's in that middle where you're like, that is just so like off kilter that you're like. Oh, you could tell that they're enjoying this. Yeah. They're into it. Yeah. They don't care if you are. Yeah. So that, that's where the violation comes from. Like, yes, 100%. Into it, not Yes. If they're into it, it becomes very sexual. Like, yeah. the spirit is, like, stroking his leg, right? It's it's very... And the fact that it is Daniel, who's, like, we've learned is, like, a very repressed, very, like, yes. conservative yes. sort of it's kid. It's sort of perversion of the previous scene where she's... she's it's very much a close-up of his hairy leg, right? Yes. And she's getting yep. so close to it in yeah. a very almost tender way. Yes. And then that perversion of, like, her stroking the leg as she's got the foot in her mouth is... is that's... Yeah. It's a great... Yeah, yeah, and it's the demon fucking with both of them. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And it also is where Mia um, understands that these spirits have, these predatory spirits have followed her home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hence why there's no no arm needs to be involved. Okay, having secretly taken the embalmed hand from Jade's house, Mia uses it to contact Rhea by herself. You're saying? Yeah. By herself, she's alone. 
Um, and wasn't it, um, was it Haley um, who, who made the suggestion, I'm not sure, I may have been jumping around, um, that you may have go, gone over the 90 seconds. Yes. Yeah, yes. so they didn't yes. go so back in. Yeah, so like, Haley was like, oh, we went a few seconds over. Yes, yeah. and both Mia and Riley, the two who are most affected by these um, yes. vengeful spirits. Yeah, I think Riley was, had the hand of two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah. 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 So a lot of time over. Seconds over yes. yeah. And he's only 14 as well. And yeah, he was about like, oh, I'll the physical capacity. To, yeah. Yeah. It, is, it is definitely the breaking of those boundaries. No matter how like inconsequential they are and how, how much the rules are very mercurial, yeah. the point is that you, you, you broke them. You set these rules, you yeah. broke them, you bear the consequences of them. Yeah. Right? Yep. And that, that's how the spirits are really fucking with them. Is that, no, no, yeah, you sure. set these Sure. And you're hungry for it. So yeah. now, it's your turn to bear that that cost. Yeah, I think it could just get out. Absolutely. So then, then we move to the hospital. I think. They go to visit the brother. Yes. Oh yes. Mia uses the hand to contact Ria, her mother, who tells her that her death was purely accidental. Who would never leave her because there was a couple of flashbacks. Um, Mia's having, I'm, I'm not sure how exactly, but she's having memories, flashbacks of yeah. her interacting with her mother, how they very much got on. They were kind of yeah, older. Yeah, she's watching her like Snapchat memories. Yeah, they're what, and they're kind of older, younger versions of each other. Yeah. You know, very and much. And they obviously have a very close. Very close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're like, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. It's very. Who's the funniest? Yeah, it's. Yeah. Whether that was even the demon with the flashbacks going through and delving into the memories to see what's going to work the most. Maybe. We don't know Maybe. not demons, purgatory spirits. Maybe. And that's a bit of column A, column B, making things, you know, mm. alchemically yeah. collide. Um, yeah, da, 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 the, her death was purely accidental, would never leave you, but you, um, that she needs to help Riley, yes. who is evidently still possessed after he attacks Jade at the hospital and violently self-harms in front of her. Really nice homage to Psycho there oh, with the blood on the drain. Yes. That, yes. <laughs> that was, again, so much blood. Very yeah. visceral and he's slurping it up. Oh, yeah. Oh. Into it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, again, Against the wall. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I miss some of it. Oh, this, well, that's, this was probably the most brutal. I, yeah. I, I probably yeah. caught, I caught the blood going down the sink. I, I caught the initial oh. slam on the tiles and that was it for me. But now he was banging his head repeatedly yeah. against yeah, the wall. Yeah. The, the, the tiles and it coming through his hair and dropping down onto his face. And the laughing. The laughing. As he's look as he's licking his own oh. skull blood. Oh. <laughs> the other thing is that he, he bites his sister very badly on her, on her already like the damaged hands because she, she's trying mm. to, to wash some of the viscera off him and he just goes down and bites into the thumb yeah, flesh yeah. Yeah, of her hand. And then later on we see that he has bite marks all, all up his arms. Under him, yeah. Where it, it goes back to where Jade has said, you know, whenever he wakes up he just has that's why the violence works really well because it's really personal. Yes. It's really personal. It's extremely violent, but I would. It is not needlessly violent. No. No, like, which I feel like a lot of like horror movies. Again, you go, going for that shock factor yeah. a lot in the recent years, but like this doesn't feel like that. Like it is scary and it wants to be scary, but it's not needlessly it violent. Makes you sit in it. Yes. So you can imagine this actually happening to you and your loved ones, you and yours. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time they show us something like that, it is like peeling off just a tiny bit more of that like wallpaper or paint to, to, to see the mural underneath yeah. of the whole picture. 
we s- never actually see the whole picture. No. no. And that's, that's actually brilliant. Love it. Love it. Mia returns home where Max reveals that Rhea's death was not accidental and reads her a suicide note that he had hidden from her to prevent her from blaming herself, causing Mia to retreat to her room where Rhea's spirit tells her that Max is lying before she is attacked by by a hallucination of Max. Max arrives just as the vision disappears and Mia inadvertently stabs her father in the neck with a pair of scissors. The masterful switcheroo. Oh, yeah. Masterful switcheroo. Indiana Jones could not do it better. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Because you saw it coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But when it stalled, when it happened, you still jumped. That's not your dad out there. The mother, like, is feeding her these things. Like, she's planting the seeds to be like, they are acting as other people that you love. But this this scene also goes to prove that the spirits lie. Exactly, and then you're, and that's when you're like, this is is this probably not her mother? <laughs> probably not her mother. I do love a good scissors to the neck gag though. Oh. It's such a nice little trick. Scissors in any horror scene mm. because it's such a it, obviously it's a household item. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. So, and you're yeah. told from a very early age like don't, don't run with scissors. Them, don't Absolutely. do it Absolutely. because you can you can maybe hurt yourself and weaponizing in that way spreads the joke. And then there's the element of like, so Max obviously had to, Max, her dad is the one that found her mother and had to bash down the wall to get her mother when she committed suicide. And then there's this moment where he's banging on the door because he hears his daughter like wrestling with something, screaming, and he's banging on the door. So that's, it's like obviously very traumatic for him to have to sort of relive that. And then he, he knocks he gets the door open and then immediately, like, yeah. scissors to the throat. The one thing that yeah. we actually haven't mentioned in uh, relation to the mother is that they found it's, it's something that's pictured on and on and on again with the mother's hands over Mia's shoulders is that mm. she realised what was happening. She tried to get help and scratched the door, the, the, the wood yeah. underneath the fingernail. So she... It's, like, layer upon layer of guilt is that she, she did this, it wasn't purposeful. No, it was purposeful, but she... Then you have to realise that she realised what she did, she needed help, and she tried to get it by scratching at that door until the nail. Yeah, and Mia literally has visions that her hands are like becoming these like caked in blood, and it's it's heavy, it's heavy, and like you you find out little bits and pieces, like throughout, and you're like, but those hands uh, also they play a big role in when it is supposed to be her mother, those hands appearing over her shoulder with the, the wood underneath you see that, yeah. that a bit. Brilliant yeah, special well. effects, by the way. Yeah, yeah amazing. Uh, Gives more gravity and weight to the cursed object being a hand for yeah. Mia as, uh, as well, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Whew, okay, this movie is heavy. It's yes. <laughs> okay, now after being told by Rhea that Riley needs to die in order to be set free, to be let loose from purgatory rather than eternally suffering. Um, even though even though one of the rules set earlier in the film was the spirits slowly lose power. Correct. Yeah. And also, if you die with them in you, you're theirs forever. Yeah. Yes. This advice directly contradicts yeah. the rules set previously. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I didn't. I didn't really clock that until now, but yeah. Which makes sense. Well, like if one of them dies within the human, uh, the mortal, they 
exists within the mortal forever. They basically come through into our plane. Um, but um, you're right, uh, where they were talking about Ducket and Ducket's older brother, who was the one who bashed down the door. He yeah. was saying, you know, the, the longer that you stay without the hand, the, the, the lesser the hold has on you. Yep. Which, again, it, it's allegory for addiction and addiction mm -hmm. personality, yeah. right? 100%. And he says, he said, get, does he say, he says something like burn it or like get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the suggestion to burn it or smash it is a very common theme and habit that you're going to And then Mia is like, let's take it to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> this, all depends, this all depends on the individuals, though, yeah? Because yeah. some, sometimes, like, they're strong enough for the spirits to go away, like, they lose the hold, yes? But then you can be people like Duckett, who are, you know, like, because he'd been, he didn't need the hand, he'd been seeing the visions for a long time. Yeah. That's why he stabbed his eye out. Well, here's the thing, stuff. is that if you're doing it by yourself, how do you set the alarm on that golden hand? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't even need the hand. No. Kill himself. Well, neither yeah, did yeah, Mia yeah. in the end. Neither does Mia in the end, yes. Um, and now we're up to the potential sacrifice yes. of Riley, which your theory about that is very interesting because that makes sense why they need Riley dead, yeah? Oh, yeah, and the, the mother's spirit thing is mm. very much setting it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's a perfect ruse. Throughout the thing. Perfect okie doke. Yeah. I mean, it is the easiest sacrifice them to make. Riley's already possessed, he's in hospital, he's weeping, under sedation, it's going to be way easier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, after being told by Rhea that Riley needs to die in order to be set free, Mia tricks Jade and Sue into leaving the hospital and enters Riley's room, where he takes the appearance of a rotting spirit, mm -hmm. but finds herself unable to kill him. Now this is interesting, because this will reflects, relates back to, to the, the kangaroo, kangaroo on the road yeah. at the beginning. Well, we all knew that was going to be back. We see yeah. the kangaroo in the hallway, correct? Yes, there's the kangaroo in the hallway at the end. Now, um, before this is like, um, Riley wants Mia to end, end the kangaroo's misery because it was a hit and run with the roo. And, um, but she can't, just like she can't kill Riley here. I did hear one theory online because Riley can't move on. Riley can't let go of guilt from the mother's death, blaming herself. Mia. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Mia. <laughs> I can't let go of the mother's death, can't let go of the guilt, cannot move on. And symbolically, if she had killed uh, the Rue, she would have been able to move on. But then she's killing Riley. Yeah, maybe, I, like, Riley is in the car with her, and Riley is sort of like, mm. why why didn't you just run over it? Why can't you just do it? Yeah, yeah. very much like, you can't leave it, it's in pain. Yeah, I did write down a note, um, which was uh, Chekhov's kangaroo. Mm. Sure, I get you. <laughs> yeah. Gun instead of kangaroo. Or kangaroo <laughs> instead of gun. Sorry. <laughs> Great comparison. Well, yeah. <laughs> she, brings, she brings the scissors with her. Yeah. To the hospital you, as well. Yeah, they're in her. They're in her oh, pocket. Yeah. Just the two yes. little yellow loops. Yes, yes. Oh, again, color choice with the scissors. Yellow jacket. Yellow scissors. I'm not trying. The color choices are <laughs> very deliberate. Yes, it's all been done on purpose. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Jade, um, she's got. She's got Riley. Mia takes her towards a highway in a wheelchair. Takes him towards a highway in a wheelchair. Now the spirit. The spirits attempt to convince Mia to push Riley. That was the mother, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was like, it's like the right on top yeah. of the, the, yeah. the embankment going down into the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, the, the motorway. Again, the hands appear it's, it's over the, the shoulders. Yeah. 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 I'm so proud of you. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that answers a question that I had, which is why take the, the wheelchair? Because I was like, no, no, she needed to take the wheelchair so the spirits would 
let her do what she eventually would not know that what she was going to do is what she does. Yeah. Well, and also she probably couldn't call Riley. Yeah. And I don't know if she had made that decision until she was there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't actually could have been a complete dazed trance. That's yeah. yeah. She does seem pretty out of Or like maybe stage. what she did was not what she thought she was doing yeah. even. Mm-hmm. Like it's so warped at that point. You're like, what is she, what does she even want to do? What's the process of thought here? Yeah. Or was there any thought? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, the thing is, oh, she, no. she had a premeditated plan. But kangaroo. The kangaroo. She couldn't do it. She couldn't. But she couldn't do it. She yeah. couldn't kill yeah, him. But yeah. Yeah. Because so, the kangaroo appears at the doorway in its hit form. And she follows, and so yes. she must be seeing the kangaroo like all the way up the highway, pretty much. Ah, uh, because yeah. yes, the kangaroo stumbles up and lurches up and then hops away, and then mm. she follows with Riley. Yes. Yes, also, uh, the sound of the kangaroo. Oh, it's wet. Soft. And like, and the sort of like crying. I think Riley calls it like, oh, it's crying. And it sort of sounds like the, what the spirits sound like a little yeah. bit. Like the sort of like gravelly. Yeah, yeah, there was, wasn't yeah. Again, the sound design is. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Very much so. so, Mia has Riley in the wheelchair, pushing him down the highway, following spirit kangaroo. <laughs> De- kangaroo of destiny. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> up and on embankment, ready to push Riley off into oncoming, tra- oncoming traffic. Yep. Mama de- Mother dearest whispering encouragement in the ear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but this is when it gets very interesting. Editing is very good to create the ambi- oh, yeah. ambiguity yeah. in this film. Because the spirits attempt to convince Mia to push Riley into oncoming traffic as Jade struggles behind to save her brother. Mm-hmm. A, car, a car is struck by what appears to be a body. Traffic comes to a half a halt, and we see a wounded Mia lying on the road. See, I didn't see the body uh, actually being. Yeah. Which was the no, 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 you don't. You just see the car sort of swerve. Yeah. Well, uh, we're in the we're in the back seat of the car, of the car behind the truck that ends up hitting Mia, and they yeah. they swerve off and they actually hit the side of the barrier. No. Nope. They turn to each other, going. Is it? Is there's it? there's a thump. Yeah. And the console unit in the top, That's in the right, roof of the car falls. Down. So she, I'd say she lands on the top of the car. She probably ricochets up yeah, off yeah, the yeah. truck down onto their car. Yeah. Because their windscreen, windscreen also shatters. Yep. Um, and you see it from that perspective of like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Yeah, you're, again, it's like that changing perspective of like, you, you're in another person. And then you're in the back seat of their car when she's saying this thing is like being in a passenger seat. That's a fun little thing i don't know if, i mean surely it's intentional yeah I, I i feel like anything that these brothers do is intentional like i feel like they've yeah oh, oh, i don't know i you could i don't know if that's something they'd be like yeah oh yeah but like i feel like it's like very deliberate but i mean that's the thing with with film is you have to be deliberate like everything that shows up on screen is intentional yeah it's supposed to like you filmed it on purpose yeah, you spent the money, the, t- the time, everything doing it. It may as well be that intentional. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was something where Danny and Michael were saying that they were setting different cuts to uh, other people, like because this guy was missing shit, and they couldn't tell the difference. But to the brothers, yeah. every single little detail did actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even like the sound designer was saying, like he would one of them. I I don't know which brother, uh, but when they were directing, they would be like, "Oh, that is just one decibel too loud." Like that's how yeah. specific they were. Like, and the other brother was saying, like, oh, he's so annoying. But, like, that's how... Yeah, exactly. And it works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So... Then we pan back to Mia. Yes. um, An injured Mia 
suddenly transported into the hospital where she sees a fully healed Riley waking up with his family. Mm. She sees her father in the hallway yep. ahead, but as she attempts to reach him, he leaves in an elevator. She is engulfed in darkness. She finds herself on the other side of the embalmed hand. So just to recap here, remember she's uh, on the motorway, like in a position where she's been hit. Yeah. She got, she got like great, her face is yeah. great. Yeah, and her leg is you know, like... Her fingers, <coughs> are, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she sits up on yeah. the highway yeah. and, and makes her way back. Yeah. Uh, well, no, she, she phases her into the hospital. But effectively, that is she where she teleports. Yeah. Yes, yeah. effectively. And time is no longer linear for her. No, yeah. no, no, because this becomes all very no non-linear is a good way to put it as well. Yeah, like it's jumping. Yeah, yeah through so Riley's recovery. Yes. Yeah, the very point where she ties to them and she sees them walk out together holding each other. Yeah, yeah, Riley and her family. Riley is healed, sees father, attempts to reach. He goes into an elevator. She's engulfed in darkness. Yeah, like the lights are turning off. Yeah. She finds herself on the other side of the embalmed hand. So she's gone on through to the other side, the further crossed over, however you want to put it. Because, yeah, the crossing over, there was a little furtherish. It was a little insidious, mm. actually. Yeah, in terms of lighting and not very much light and, yeah, colour schemish. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's like... Sorry, no, 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 go. I was just saying, like, it's like all of the lights turn off and then you just have that one light. It's very yeah. It's very um, honeybee Trent Dalton colour. Where it's the silhouette of her hair and her face. I know what you mean. Yellow glow yes. okay. behind yeah, 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 yeah. her. Um, yeah. And then she approaches and realizes that it's the same. Yes. And then so she, she, before she that, we have that moment where she's talk, she, her nightmare becomes real, where she sees herself, yeah. she's reflection. the mirror, and she doesn't have a reflection, the which reflection is a nightmare that she's. Yeah. Is it Riley? Yeah, Riley. But now the odd thing with this scene is the other people that are in the scene with her, the other actors in the scene, they are credited as being Greek. So this means the hand is in Greece, yes. or it's the other hand. Or, you know, wool and gather. Oh, yeah, because they said, oh, <laughs> the, the other, other hand. hand. So yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't even yeah. clock that. Yeah. 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 But then it's like, how? what period of time has... Yeah, well, how, how long has passed? Um, I, or this is one of my theories that I think I, I mentioned to James when we did write out, was that then denotes that all of the victims of the hand are the spirits that they contact. Yeah, it's like a cycle, yeah. right? And then it's, again, you go back to that cycle of like trauma and grief and abuse and like that sort of yeah. thing. So, so it's um, stranger in Greece, young man in Greece, and interestingly, Alex Philippou, man in Greece. Oh. <laughs> um, Uncle Mars, man in Greece, Todd Gray, yeah. Duckett yeah. gives the hand to, um, jo is it Joss? Joss, Joss yes. And Haley. yes. And Haley and Joss know what it's about. These people in Greece, they know of course what they it's do. about. And they continue to still want to fuck with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what I found interesting about this, because, like, go back uh, 20 years, even 10 years with this type of movie, everyone would be, oh, no, do not touch that. Don't it is a cursed object. We must put it with Annabelle in the room, you know, da-da-da. Oh, but this, this, this is more like basically the attitude of like a bunch of people got it now. Let's fuck with it, film it. <laughs> it's, it's, you see what that just said? I want to go. Boom, yeah, it boom, links boom. back to that sort of like 
culture of like mobile phone use yeah. and okay. and like yeah. it teenagers use like perpetuating this like yeah. thing. The Bloody Mary. Yeah. Tripod, get possessed, have a tripod, plant. Even the brother, yeah. the brothers in an interview like was like, yeah, I'd take the hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was no, like, no, no. I thought that's this was, crazy. This was a very much an effect of Gen Z horror without being corny. Or, or no, or yeah. Or, yeah, absolutely. Because like I, I like obviously the filming and stuff was like, it happened consistently. But I, I wasn't like, oh, they're, they're trying to get it like like Gen Z, like social media culture. It didn't feel like that, like in like, not, like at, not at all preachy or no, anything like no, that. No, no, no. Other movies where, you know, the phone screen, the chats, they, they play a very vis, uh, visual role in that they display it on the screen and, and yeah. the, the mobile phone plays into... It becomes the, a visual element of the film. It becomes a character in the film, yeah. you yeah. know? Yes, which I'm glad they didn't do yeah. with this. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Because then they're able to make a distinction between the technological creatures filming everything yeah. and then, yes, <laughs> of a time before technology and beyond technology powers that be, yeah? Yeah, so, so w when you're filming, especially with TikTok and stuff, if the light is too low, um, the flash does come on automatically. Yeah, but what about your battery? I'm really sounding old here, but what I about your battery? Yeah, I think the, the, <laughs> flashlight flashlight made <laughs> the flashlight thing was intentional just to bring that sort of, like, yeah, viewer, like viewership sort all of eyes on all eyes yeah. on like the flashing yeah. red light would be in what like hostel and saw and all that those older <laughs> those classic those ancient, those ancient wow. films in the 1900s um, <laughs> <laughs> they're still making they're still making <laughs> saw films yes tens coming out soon <laughs> but yeah no 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 i get you i get you um, that ending scene. Hold on, um, let me let me let me just finish up because we are right at the end of the plot. Then we can go nuts. Okay, she is engulfed in darkness. She finds herself on the other side of the embalmed hand, which means Mia has died. Yep. Death number three. Yep. She walks towards the hand, places hers on it, and gets summoned to a foreign party goers play foreign party goers playing the game as her spirit takes the form of one of them when they say, talk to me. Ah, but does she let them in? Because we don't know, because that's the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> the movie does end with them saying, in English, mind you. Well, uh, the, the, the credits uh, say Greece, so yeah. man so in Greece. So they, they do speak Greek to each other, like, mm. well, he says, like, talk to me, and um, Mia appears, looking very distressed, um, and they start talking to the girl in Greek very, very quickly. Yeah. And then he says, no, no, say it, say it, say it, say it. Yeah. He says, I let you in, in English. Yeah, and so maybe that's part of the rules. Yeah. It might be part of it. Might be they got it from an English speaker. Yeah, and they told them they told them what you got, what you got to say. Souvenir from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine. Worse thing to take home from Australia. Yeah. Not much worse. <laughs> it does have a different vibe to it. I like the way they've justified it, set it up that this thing can go anywhere because they'll just sell it on eBay. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like from some mysterious toy maker has a cube. Yeah. <laughs> we have to go yeah. to Marrakesh. I bought it in that strange shop that was between the bakery and the subway that's not there anymore. Yeah, I think, yeah, again, a very deliberate choice not to have that sort of, like, expert figure that yeah. they, like, return to that, like, knows no. all the lore of this yeah. thing and, like, suddenly that is all resolved and they're like, okay, we know everything about it. Because nowadays that's, this is how it would happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why it's so horrific. <laughs> they they did it. They do it in a bunch of films. Like specifically, as I mentioned before, Gremlins. Like you've got that expert right at the very start of the film. Um, paranormal. Uh, no, I'm gonna. No, that's wrong. Don't know about me. Um, well, even you. Okay, you made a you made a 
comparison with Jumanji, even the borderless uh, travels of Jumanji, yeah. it still has rules. It's a game. It has rules written on the... Welcome to Jumanji! Yeah. If, yeah. if there are rules written on the hand, like you said before, if you were reading the rules from the hand, mm. they're in lots of different languages. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of the script on it just says, no, no, no. I, I just imagined it as someone saying, like, like writing their name, like, Sarah was here, oh. like, that's what... Yeah, yeah. That's what it looks like. So now I, I'm a big fan of cryptozoology and parapsychology. Oh, yes, um, so the, this is the Baron's crypto psychology corner. So I had a little bit of a think during during this film. Uh, I've now uh, put some notes down. So just for those people in the audience that aren't aware of what cryptozoology or parapsychology is, I've just got a very brief sentence on each. So cryptozoology is the search for and study of the unknown, legendary or extinct animals whose presence, existence is disputed or unsubstantiated, particularly those popular in folklore, such as Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, Yeti, Chupacabra, Mothman, Jersey Devil or the Macaulay Makembe. Now, parapsychology, on the other hand, is the study of alleged psychic phenomena and other paranormal claims, for example, those related to near-death experiences, synchronicity, uh, apparitional experiences, etc. So I had a little bit of a think about the, the hand itself. I mean, not taking into account the, the predatory spirits and that sort of thing, but just the hand itself, which was the MacGuffin that gets us into the film. So, um, so the rules are never longer than 90 seconds. Say, talk to me first, then I let you in. Light a candle to summon, blow out the candle to remove. Um, the spirits lose their hold over time. So if we were to put this hand in the real world and give it, it the effects that it seems to have, so from what we understand, it's a dead hand inside, there's writing on the outside. So is it leaking a psychoactive substance? Um, is it is there like LSD coming out of this thing causing people to, to have visions? Um, now the, the drug element of that, like obviously there's the elation and the ecstasy afterwards. Um, does it maybe create, does the whole ritual and the psychoactive substance, does it create some sort of hypnotic state in the person which then causes them to self-harm or to attack other people, that sort of thing. So, I mean, obviously we know in the bounds of the film that it is a spiritual thing. But if it was in the real world, so do you have any sort of ideas of what you might think that it could do in the real world? It's like a physical being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what, what do you think could cause it in reality? What, like an extension of MK Ultra. Yeah, sure. Like a government-planted object mm -hmm. to study the youth and have a tracking device inside of it so that they can track what groups of people are using at any one time. And the plaster, because it's it's never wet. No. When she reaches it for the first time, that ceramic noise mm -hmm. that you hear her grasping the hand, yeah. it's dry. Yeah. It's always dry. So yeah, it would yeah. have to be a powder-like substance that rubs off on the hand. And the it's hand, not shiny. It's no. not shiny. It's 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 porous. matte. It's porous. It's porous. Yeah. And the hands are very um, absorbed. Like when yeah. you touch things, you absorb it very easily through your yeah. hands and face. Like they're the two main ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's my theory. MK Ultra 2.0. <laughs> Yeah, I will basically piggyback off that MK Ultra 2.0. Uh, yeah, because it makes them, it changes people's attitudes, it changes people's personalities as well, not what, not what just they do to each other, do to themselves physically in terms of harm. And I think like right words, right phrases, uh, that you could either have, like, you could have political extremists, yes, if you wanted to, if they wanted to start up yep. their own political party, <laughs> extremist party, they could easily be, you Absolutely. know, manipulating and subduing people yeah. into their, yeah, well, campaign. I mean, out of this, Daniel's only going to become more Christian. 
Oh yeah. yeah the, the fallout after that is that he's going to yeah. condemn this kind of behaviour and activity yeah. and go really more. He's been spiritually oh, radicalised. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But you can see that happening, and yeah. that, that 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 could very much happen as a campaign towards like you know Christian morals and Christian yeah. values. Or even like working that into like the law. Like if if you were to like plant this thing sort of into like like a teenage party where it gets passed around, like you could easily work into the story like something that just sort of hints at like whatever the agenda is oh, you yeah. know and, and to prove if it is something psychoactive people um are very suggestible yeah. under the influence of those if oh it yeah is lsd psilocybin psilocybin absolutely you, yeah. could, you do become very suggestible by your peers and your environment around you yeah um that being said i'm gonna go away from lsd and go <laughs> is it just a powdered brick of cocaine or something right <laughs> it's matte maybe it's a bit powdery yeah. Maybe. Um, uh, ooh, cocaine would have, it's more leaning towards fentanyl <laughs> to be affected by that by a touch. Not that I know personally, it's just yeah. what I've heard. Yes. Because <laughs> fuck that shit. Poison dart frog. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Haley behind the scenes just coating it with like a paintbrush of like I mean, yeah. toad venom afterwards. It's entirely feasible. <laughs> it's entirely feasible. Knowing Haley, because Haley is a very interesting character in that um, they are. Once they like to hang, once you invite them in, they come in and they just desecrate the space. Like she's, uh, sorry, they're smoking in Jade's yeah. house and they flick the cigarette. Yeah. 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 It's like, so disrespectful. Yeah. 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 And then just like when Daniel's like, delete that video, delete that video, like, no. like they're like, no. They're, they're like, they're w that's way too yeah, good. Way yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. it's yeah. so, it's, 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 yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. Um, Zoe, w w who played Haley, thank yeah. you, who played Haley. Wanted to play, wanted to create one of those characters that we all knew at school. Bit of a bully. Yeah. Yeah, bit of a prick. But they're really cool. But cool. <laughs> yeah. cool. So cool. When they, when they light the cigarette, like, with the yeah. hand. Like, it's yeah. like, that scene, yeah. Yeah, they lick their fingers, they put the... Yeah. And you want to hang around them because you know they're an arsehole, but you've got a bit of a crush on them and yeah. you can't help oh, absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. The, no, the closer you are to them, the less likely you are to be bullied by them. Absolutely. Yeah, that as like, well. Joss probably doesn't cop it as bad as everyone else. No. Right? Which I did as a small, small kid at school. I made friends with the bullies to protect myself so I didn't get bullied. <laughs> what I've said. strategy. And Haley nailed it. Yes, Zoe oh, nailed it. Yeah. That's yes, I know Zoe, that type. <laughs> I've been um, with that yeah. type. Yeah. Now, um, so there's a lot of questions that are left unanswered, intentionally so. Mm. There's a lot of detail in the film to create a mythos, a rich texture to the whole thing. So it's very engaging, even though it's not a jump scare fest, high octane horror movie. No, this is a creepy slow burn, psychological something for you to chew over there's very much a vibe to it which makes you sit in grief but also sit in mystery though as well which i really liked about it um yeah yeah but the question i ask you guys because it's been left so ambiguous so obscure it's very the the, the myth the law of the hand has been obscured intentionally so i watched an interview this morning Yes, Talk. It's, be, it's getting a sequel by A24 called Talk Number Two Me. I don't know if yeah. that's the best choice, oh, but I, hey. I was saying to you uh, upstairs before that I, maybe they should have gone with 
I let you in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that way much more. But the question I ask to all of you now is for the second one, what they want to do is because they were asked, so with, is there a law, is there a mythos to the hand? And they said, yes, a bloody great big book of it. Yeah, we wrote, like it's called mytholo the mythology book. And when we get, we've got a sequel, so that's what we're doing for the sequel. We're doing the law of the hand. Well, apparently they have already shot a prequel, which is Duckett's story. Like, they have that... Like a short film. Ready to go. Yeah. I don't know if it's a short film. I don't know, I don't know the nature of what they've okay. shot, but apparently they have, like, a prequel, like, locked and loaded of Duckett's, like, what happened to Duckett. Like, the... Oh. That. Okay, I haven't heard that. Yeah. If this was a DVD, I mean, that would be great for bonus content. Yeah. Right? Well, I guess the question is, how... Do you feel about them explaining the hand? This is the history, this is the law, this is how it all works, if they do it in the second one. I was really like, oh, I don't know about a sequel. When I finished the movie, I was like, I don't know if this needs a sequel. And I already knew that a, secret, a sequel had been greenlit. Mm -hmm. But knowing that it could be a prequel and knowing how sort of how strong they are about not wanting to, to like spoon feed the like mythology of the hand to audiences i think that it could be not disappointing like i don't i don't know how not disappointing but i i, I feel like there's potential for it to be like a really interesting sequel like they're not gonna annabelle it yeah would oh. you be would you be disappointed if they do because that's what they were suggesting they were going to do in this interview that they i would be explain the law of the hand this is all about the hand in the next one based on what i'm seeing from based on what i saw in the first film i guarantee you that they will answer a bunch of questions and you will still have a bunch of questions by the end of the film. They will only open up more cans yeah, of worms. Yeah, there'll be more cans of worms. Yeah. They're clever enough to do that. Yeah. yeah. They know how this works. That's what I think. They know I what mean, people like. Yeah. I, I feel like I trust them, but then it's like, it's also like, there's so many awful sequels that so just like didn't need to happen. Here's the thing if they had gone with one of the big US distributors, yeah. yes, that's, how, that's exactly how it would turn out. They would Annabelle it. But because it's A24 and they have a lot more creative freedom in their contracts, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It remains to be seen. I know what you're saying. I mean, A24, you know, um, they're, you know, they've got this, they're the quality company, if you will, you know what I mean? But saying that, this is what they're known, that's what they're known for. But they have done things like bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> you know what I mean? They have done real popcorn okay. horror. That yeah? was I, pretty funny. I loved, I, I'm going to say it, I loved bodies, bodies, yeah, bodies. Yeah, no, so I'm not just saying yeah, that. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Look, I mainly watched it for the Lee Pace, like, full body shots, personally. <laughs> but... Well, that's, I guess it's a concern of mine. If, that, if this becomes franchised, yeah. that there's more than one sequel, that basically they'll, it will lessen it, yeah? And it will become too, it will become a standard popcorn horror, which is yeah. fine, I like would, bodies, bodies, I bodies. Think, I would agree that's with you. That's my fear. But, but with the amount of detail that um, Danny and Michael did put, Danny and Michael did put into the editing yeah. and the revision, and they, they nitpicked frame by frame, if they were to let that ethos go, yes. Yeah. If they continue oh, that kind of method, like methodical go through bit by bit, sure. yep. maybe. Well, I hope so. I hope so. And I hope like they're good at explaining. If they do do it, they're good at explaining it and only give a little bit away. Yeah. I'm actually really yeah. surprised that they have an entire thing of mythology because in, mm. in one of their interviews, I have it written here, um, the hand only came in very late as a concept. In the entire script, it was only ever referenced as the, um, you know, the, the possessed object. 
And they went through very like several different iterations of the shape of the hand, the position that these were earlier scripts, yeah. I believe. Yeah. 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 The hand though only came onto set. It was only completed the morning of shooting. Oh wow. The okay. first scene with the hand. Yeah, but that's that's standard with this sort of production. Oh, that's just a prop though. Absolutely. Could have written, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But like to, to have it not not be a concrete thing from the beginning and have all that lore, I'm I'm kind of impressed. I think these guys are creative maniacs as well. <laughs> They're always working on something. I think they said they were ADHD or ADD and they basically do this. Uh, making the movies, making the YouTube videos, wrestling each other and they've been doing it since they are nine years old and now it's paying off for them. Hyperfixation <laughs> is a powerful motivator. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, does, yeah. yeah. But um, other good news, just want to like uh, future news for the Talk To Me crew family there. What is her last name, Zoe? What? Thank you. Um, Zoe is now in Marvel, yeah? Yes, um, Zoe. In Iron, the Iron Heart. Thank you. You know the name. I did. Brilliant. I did. Yes. I did now Zoe, <laughs> Zoe is a, Zoe is trans, and yes. this is Marvel uh, representing trans people yeah. in this. Yes. 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 And because so that is what they will be moving towards yeah. next, which is absolutely fantastic. Speaking of that, mm. in, in in terms of talk to me. It, there's been this whole thing, this uh, Kuwait, um, obviously the, yeah, sen the censorship that? of their films yes. can be very, like, heavily censored. Um, yeah, heavily censored. This movie has been banned, not because of its content, but strictly because one of the cast members is a trans person. Oh, yeah. So because Zoe Tarakas is in the film, uh -huh. they have Bandit in Kuwait. That is the only re yeah in okay. Kuwait and exactly and it's like <laughs> fuck you Kuwait. It's and I'm wearing my fuck turfs shirt. I feel <laughs> like it's appropriate. Um, but this this is a quote from Zoe Tarakas that I have here. Um, Zoe Tarakas because they they were talking about the nature of this again. It's like it is not the content. It is not the themes of the film that is the reason that it has been banned it is literally them being in it so they say their quote and they, they post about it on instagram because obviously like you're getting that backlash that's a huge thing obviously this project means a lot to them um but they said i'm not a theme i'm a person kuwait oh. has banned this film due to my identity alone reportedly that this is a first this is a new precedent so basically what they're saying is like the a, a movie of this sort of caliber, like it's it's critically acclaimed, like in the US yeah. is huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, it has never happened where a film has been banned just because one of the cast members is queer or trans. Like that is like, a, it's a first. And so it's like sort of a scary precedent. They're drawing the line. Yeah. It's the wrong line. Oh yeah. And they do have a lot of sand. They do have a lot of sand, sand on the gulf there. But this um, film has a lot of fans yeah. who will be yeah, and it just it sucks because like yeah. their identity is like it's in the movie. It's not it's not up it doesn't it's not in the discussion. It's it's not they just are. Like they're just Haley. Like that is it. And that is what that is why them being in this movie is so great. Like they're just they have just happened to be cast in this film and they are a trans masked person. Every single main character is interesting. Like you were yes. saying, yeah. they, they differentiated into yeah. their personalities. Yep. All it's so clear the cast members are so invested and committed yes. to it. Like, and, and 
Danny and Michael are committed to the cast. Like it's yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Like so the it's actors just love yeah. to work with these two. I would love to work with you two. <laughs> <laughs> it's just and, such um, a shame. And, yeah, and the movie was inclusive without being. Hey, look at us. Yeah, exactly. It's n- it, it doesn't become a yeah, theme. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. it's just like they they didn't hang a they didn't hang a, a hat on it at all. It was just this is just a person yeah. in a film. Hayley was wearing like, a trans flag no. or a or a fuck, oh, yeah. even a fuck purse shirt exactly. at some point. Hayley was just Hayley. Yeah, exactly. And it's just yeah, it's. And at this yeah, interview, Zoe, di- Zoe didn't mention this until they asked, uh, they asked them about uh, yeah. Marvel. Yeah? Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. So Q8, that's our guest. Yeah. Okay, so now I've been thinking about ratings. Yes, I'm not going to do out of 10 or anything <laughs> nonsense like that. Because this is evil popcorn. I've got three simple ratings, yes? Yeah. I've got buttery, salty. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how to, like, um, buttery, salty, the, gory. the perfect pop. The perfect pop. Because that's, you know... It's fully popped, nice salt, butter, however you have it, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, because everyone likes to add different amounts of salt, butter, or nothing, and none, you know. So the perfect pop. Uh, flop corn. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, flop corn, it was on Urban Dictionary. I got a notification one day. And what flop corn is? <laughs> you have notifications set up for Urban Dictionary? Yes, I do. I'm trying to stay hip with the kids. Now, <laughs> flop corn is, you know, you microwave popcorn in the bags. Yep. Yeah. You put it in, you think you've got the time right, and you're going in, and there's those little kernels that haven't oh, popped at the yeah. bag, and they're at the bottom of the thing, at the bottom of your bowl. So you, d- so good effort, but not quite there. That's category number two. Yeah, yeah? Popcorn, yeah and then there's just burnt, fl- burnt popcorn, and no one wants that. Throw it in the bin. Yeah, so those Fire are the... Ones. Sorry? Setting off the fire alarm. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Your, <laughs> Causing a ruckus. <laughs> no good for anyone. So, <laughs> so perfect pop, flop corn, or uh, set off the fire alarm, throw it in the bin, get it out of here, it's burnt, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll start. Baron, what do you give it? Well, look, with, with only like a, a one to three, um, it's, it's certainly not set off the fire alarm. Um, I, flop corn is a funny word, but I don't see it as a flop. So I've got to put it somewhere between flop corn and the perfect pop. Okay. Uh, my only, my only thing with it is that, it, mm, it's not a perfect pop, but it's really close. It it's really close. Like low budget, didn't feel like low budget. Filmed in Australia, great. Performances were excellent, but I don't want to give the very first film we do out of the gate a perfect score. Um, So there's still some room there. So, like, okay, so... You're at the movies. So I go to the movies. So I've bought my Choc Top, I've got my diet soft drink of choice, and I've bought my medium popcorn. So I go into the cinema, I'll eat my Choc Top first, um, I'll have some some drink, and you get to the popcorn, and it's just the right temperature, and it's just the right amount of salt on it, and a little bit of that, that... awful butter powder that they put on, not actual butter, but it's just, just for the butter taste. And that first bit of the popcorn's amazing. It's great. But then by the time you get down to the sort of the, the, the bottom half of it, it's gone a little bit cold and it's a little bit greasy. But it's, that, that first bit was perfect. So it's kind of between popcorn, perfect popcorn and flop corn for me. I'm very happy to start off the, the season with, uh, <laughs> with a, a perfect pop. And I'm going to yes. describe to you how my perfect pop goes. Oh, good. I'm also at the cinema. Yep. Fantasy in the year. Yeah. Um, and I get my popcorn, my artisanal popcorn, and it is a 
cinnamon sugar and chili flavor. Oh. It's so tasty. You just feel you're eating it. But oh yeah. 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 My cinnamon is bougie. Um, and as you Most eat it, the uh, <laughs> blue rim cinnamon builds, right? You're eating this popcorn. It's so delicious. You just want more and more and more. But the the, the heat builds and builds. So it's only a light chili. A very light chili. Yeah, but by okay. the end of the movie, yeah. you are scorching hot. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Your nerves are on fire. And again, we left the cinema absolutely speechless. Mm-hmm. By the end of this mm-hmm. bucket of popcorn, you are you are just experienced so much. The endorphins are running. It is for me. This is a very rare treat. Ooh. That's how I feel about. Talk to me. Me? Um, look, that's um, my my review's not going to be that artful. I don't think. Um, but I would say, again, it's it's very close to a perfect pop. I don't. I, like, I think it deserves one, maybe, but for me personally, my experience watching this film, it's a perfect pop, but, like, if they just put a, a touch too much salt and it's, like, they're just part... Like, just it gets to the point where I'm, like, I'm struggling to eat it because it's so salty. Um, it's how it feels. It just, yeah, it, it, it was punching me in the face with the salt. Um, it was assaulting me. It was Yeah, yes, it was, and it was just... It was a little bit, the popcorn, like I ate the whole thing. It was good popcorn, but it was too, a little bit too salty for me. Your mouth, your mouth sort of pays for it for days, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. And Mr. Evil Popcorn himself. Yeah, this gimmick's great. Okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. It works really well, yeah. Okay, yep. Um, yes, uh, it's not bloody popcorn. There's another category I've left out there. That's when it's just... Like Evil Dead Rises would be a bloody popcorn. This is just a fun, freaky, fuck up, fucked up fest. Um, so that's a bloody popcorn. That's another category. So there's four. But for me, this isn't quite perfect pop. It is damn close. Yeah. Um, there's still a couple of little bits of flop corn that are left in. You know, there's one or two basically in a nice big bag, which was very buttery, salty, delicious. But there was a couple of moments where kunk on the teeth, yeah, kunk, oh, not quite cooked properly there. Yeah. And what I think there's the couple of pieces of flop corn for me have to do with the law. I am not wary, but I will be paying close attention when it comes to a sequel, how they will treat the law, whether this expands it and makes it one of the best franchises ever, because it has the potential to do that, or this just waters it down and sullies it, and one day the hand will be in space. We shall see. <laughs> With Ellen Ripley wielding it. It's talk, it's talk ten me. It's talk ten me. You, you, you know what I mean by Jason space. X. Jason X, Hellraiser 4, whenever a franchise... Franchise goes to f- space, it's fucked. Leprechaun? <laughs> Leprechaun went to space. That's true. That's true. The, the other thing that we take away from this popcorn metaphor is that the kernels that get stuck in your teeth are the thoughts of scenes that you'll have for days. Yeah. 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 I definitely had popcorn in all of my Yeah, I had to floss after this. I didn't get to sleep until like 3 a.m. the night I watched this. Like, it really, like, it. <laughs> but it was good. Oh, that's pretty good trust about you. There you go. Yeah. There you what are we going to do next? We will come back and rewatch this on an Evil Popcorn Conversation. For those who have seen them, you know what I mean. Uh, but we do need to think of something next. I'm keen to carry on Australia. the Australia tip. Yeah. I have a whole bunch of uh, recommendations, actually, that I got from a couple of co-workers right. who are really deep into the Australian sure. horror. Sure. Okay. Um, can I go grab my list and my computer to release? Uh, why don't we do that off? 
Yeah, so there'll, there'll, be, there'll be another Australian film coming up next. So we're going to do a theme of Australian films. Yes, absolutely. And um, horror, dark in general. Yes, um, okay. So Australia with um, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> uh, that is horrifying, you're correct. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It will be a theme of the Woman follows man to a different continent and they yes. fuck it up. Oh my God. Oh, yes. And, and um, is paid for by, the, by Screen Australia. We will not be discussing Paul Hogan yet. Now, <laughs> Sarah, did you want to? Sorry, Supreme Queen. <laughs> did you? Did you want to say anything to sign off, finish off? You have anything to plug? Ooh, plug yeah. Oh no, no, okay. I don't. I don't. Not right now. Something's brewing, but I don't. I wouldn't say it's okay. fully formed enough to to okay. mention it. Nice. Yes. So there you go. And and obviously we're we're, we're plugging um, Evil Corp. Yes. We are plugging Evil Corp. Thank you so much, Evil Corp. Yes, and there will be more Evil Corp on this podcast. Yes, I just had to get them to get in front of the camera, but I'm working on that and that works. You are. <laughs> At Evil Corp, you pay to enter and you pray to leave. Yes, Evil Corp is the haunted attraction horror maze, yes, yes. that Best we are rating. sitting in right now. Best ratings on Google reviews, 4.9 stars, and our floors to our bar are not sticky. Yeah. In the maze, I can't say. Do you have any final thoughts there, Jackal? Can't wait to see what we're going to do next. How are we going to traumatise ourselves more? Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple of things to plug. Uh, just uh, I do a bit of performance work with uh, two theatre companies uh, in Brisbane. Uh, one is Improv Queensland, otherwise previously known as Impro Mafia, mm -hmm. and the other one that I do some work with is Act React. Mm -hmm. So you can find them on the various socials. So yeah, if you want to come and see me in a play that is not necessarily horror-themed, uh, those would be the places to do it. Fantastic, fantastic. And to follow us, yes, there is some content out there already. Uh, there is a YouTube channel, yes? So just YouTube, Evil Popcorn, Google, you'll find us. There are just five conversations. It's just me sitting down. Jekyll's been one of them, sitting down at our respective computers talking about whatever, yes? And uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be horror or even dark. We talked about SummerSlam wrestling <laughs> so it can be whatever so check those out uh, there's also uh, evil popcorn at facebook as well um, i will expand out to other you know other um social media platforms just got those five videos and those two platforms up to start and yes this will be on youtube and on facebook and instagram tiktok i don't what's that spotify spotify oh yeah yeah no sorry if you want to just listen it's already on spotify um, and podcast addict, and I believe that goes out to a few yeah. working on Apple. They can be assholes, they can be annoying. I'm working on it. Yeah, yes. we're, we're going to so cut that's that part out so they don't hear that, though, right? Oh, they already heard it. <laughs> I got an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's where we're at in terms of promotion, content, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, um, I think we're good. Yeah. Um, yes, so this has been Evil Popcorn. Do not burn your popcorn and keep it buttery. Talk Peace. <laughs>